For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hey, this is Nico Robin from One Piece, and you're listening to The Geek Show. Welcome to the Geek Show. This week on tape, because we are talking about dead genres. So we are now on tape. We've got a beautiful Ryan who's currently on Betamax. Hello. Um, we've got a Rob that is on a punch card. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can I be on VHS? Um, actually, you're going on to DVD. You're kind of in still relevant, but you're on your way out. Oh, now you see, cause no, no, v- I wanted v- to be on Laserdisc. Because VHS, Rob, is, <laughs> is, it's like cassette. It's being adopted by hipsters. No, I wanted to be on Laserdisc. Because cassettes are actually having to come can back. Can I be on Laserdisc? You can be on HD DVD. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hooray. thing that didn't manage to live past its successor. It shouldn't have been backed by Microsoft. They're letting their lesson. That, that was basically them trying to spite Sony and doing it yeah. very badly. <laughs> we don't want that. We'll do our own thing over yeah. here. And you go on we'll, entertainment we'll exchange, there's like six of them. We'll do <laughs> our own HD um, disc. With blackjack and hookers. No, no. Our own HD <laughs> disc, which isn't as good like as your sweets. HD disc, but it doesn't matter because it's ours. Mm. Tell you what, its entire failing was the fact that you needed to buy like a eighty-pound accessory yeah, for your a separate HD DVD drive just for it. Yeah, but everyone had the. And we're not talking about the failings of the Xbox. We're talking about dead genres. But mm. first, we've got some news. So, Rob, what's up first? Well, um, first up, I think we have to we have to mention Richard Littlejohn of the Daily Mail. You know, his his name is kind of like saying penis, little penis. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> point out there. That would explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Richard Littlejohn. Um, 
the MCM Expo happened uh, quite recently. Uh, Which one was that? Was he? I think the, it was the one in London, wasn't no, it? No, this was Manchester. Was it the Manchester yeah. one? Yes. Um, and anyway, a group of women um, were dressed as woman, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Uh, all of them dressed as different versions of Wonder Woman. How the hair looked awesome. Yeah. Mm. The, they took a group photo together. And Richard Littlejohn has basically um, called all of these women dopey birds. Um, and he wrote an extensive article about why cosplayers are basically, um, what was the wording he, he used? Uh, so it was, uh, see, I'm trying to explain this without offending cosplayers and well, it's he, difficult. he basically paralleled it with people who are mentally challenged. Yeah. And, uh, then to further compound what he said, I mean, there was a massive outburst from uh, pretty much the entirety of the geek community. Yep. Um, from all corners of the geek community. Mm. And he's now gone back on his, uh, on what he said and basically then turned around and said, well, I'm protected under freedom of speech because you're all complaining because you think I'm a bully when I have a right to say what I want. See, here's the thing I really hate about... Um the whole free freedom of speech claim is um you do get that we have that as well yeah you, you're, it's not just i can be mean to you and you can't say anything because freedom of speech no yeah. it means we have the freedom to say things about you too it's, so, it's, uh, it's the legal legal what's legal it's the legal equivalent of on the playground, some kid says something absolutely furious and then goes and hides behind the teacher and sticks the tongue out behind the teacher. Yeah, it is. That's, that's, that's basically what he said. Yeah. The thing is, freedom of speech um, comes uh, pretty much every version. No, 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 you can't get me. Thing that's is, what you do. Pretty much every version of freedom of speech comes with a little rider attached to it. It's not um, such a thing as freedom of speech, it's just the. Well, this is the thing. Not really. You have the freedom to say what you want, but you also have the freedom. To reap the whirlwind, so to speak. To be charged for yeah, what you said. That to was, be charged you know. for what you said, or to basically uh, face the responsibility of what you said. Uh, well, I don't know if many people read the whole Freedom of Speech Act, but it refers to talking against your government and your government not yeah. taking action against you. Just yeah, being horrible. It, to it, this people. isn't. It, it doesn't. Like, people have just assumed it means to everyone, so well, you can be an asshole. They've but. assumed that because you have journalists like Richard Littlejohn. Penis, uh, little penis. Oh, sorry. That's his real name. S- uh, uh, supposed journalists like Richard, Richard Littlejohn, oh. who basically go out and go out and say, I'm protected by freedom of speech. Yes, you're protected from the government, as Ben has correctly put. But you're not protected from other people suing you for defamation of character i'm sorry but if i was these women i would immediately have gone to uh, gone to uh, as a group to a solicitor said right we want to sue this guy for defamation of character he's called us dobby birds in a national newspaper we want compensation basically sue him for every penny he's seriously got. serious so, so i would love it if it came out like hey these people um this wonder woman is actually a um neurosurgeon this one is a um, yeah <laughs> so it's just like there's so many people who do cosplay. Yeah, just he, does not, he does not. He does not know any who, of these women. No, no, he doesn't. It's like he's just discovered the internet and just labelled these people. Who didn't if you, um, are you familiar talking. with the band Ninja, Ninja Sex Party? I'm not. No. Um, well, they um, one of the people in it, a guy called Ninja Brian, and recently was like the first time people got to see his face. Yeah. And, like, he's a real guy, but he's like, oh, yeah, I just quit my job where I was a science professor. 
so I could carry on with this band full time. Like that's cool. Sorry. That guy was a um, a science teacher, but he dressed up as a ninja and played music, and he's now doing it for a living. Just that's cool. Just to yeah. just to pick up on that, Daft Punk are effectively cosplaying Gua cosplay. Pretty much all the well, time. Qua, qua, um, qua transentric me a cosplayer. Yeah, the, I don't know yes, what Lady do. Gaga does. Yes, <laughs> you know, nobody knows what Lady Gaga does or what qua, she is. Qua aren't cosplay. What are you talking about? They're really demons. That's just stupid I mean, stuff um, like that. Bro. The guy who the cosplayers. Um, yeah. yeah, the guy yeah. who um, wrote this article. Every day he puts on his human mask, pretend he's not a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, how could you say Gua cosplaying? <laughs> The real demons, Rob. Nothing, not. Have a bit of understanding. It's yeah, hard to be a demon it, in today's it, world. Pretty much, this guy's just trawling, but via a tabloid. Yeah, so it just. The problem is, it's the Daily Mail he's trawling in, and the Daily Mail has won the highest readerships. And uh, unfortunately, for the majority of normal thinking people or humans, as we call them. Um, the Daily Mail is read by uh, a lot of people who believe immediately what they read in the newspaper. Yeah. So the great Bus thing matters. is, uh, papers are dying medium, Basically. and the internet rules, and there are so many more people on our side on this debate nowadays. Yes. Seriously, uh, uh, seriously, everybody just write into the Daily Mail and demand he is sacked. Simple. You know, because ah. they will have to do something about it. The Daily it. Mail have done worse than this, and the person's got away with Pretty much scot free. Yeah, because people don't realise that they actually have the power to affect change, and they just sit there and take it. We are the Geek Show, not the seriously serial show. Yeah. So, so um, right, moving on to yeah, up yours, douchebags. Yay! Um, <laughs> on to the next story. Yes, we're all wearing um, giant cat hats. Are we doing this? <laughs> yeah. On to the next story. Um, the ESL Pro Gaming League is going to start testing for drugs because apparently what, a bunch like, of what, players like have been using Ritalin. Like meth and cocaine. No, unfortunately. They've been using steroids to make them stronger, not realising they're on a computer. <laughs> I lost this game and then for all the No, no, it's to, make, it's to make their finger, <laughs> it's to make their clicking finger stronger. <laughs> when the players came out and just like, a guy's got like a bicep. <laughs> so now this is um, a pro gaming, they've been using stuff like Ritalin and like... ADHD medication so they can concentrate better while um, playing games, giving them an an advantage over people who aren't. Yeah, uh, this came out a few weeks ago and then it was been sparked a massive debate saying, well, should this apply to all these spots? And it came out from a a Counter-Strike team that I think uh, won quite a few uh, events and they all basically came out and admitted to being on various substances. It makes sense because while there isn't rulings there about, because it's not a thing that's come up as of this point, if there's not rules, people are going to abuse that pretty much. Yeah, yeah but the thing is, um, I know that I know that there's this big debate about whether video game, these things are actual sports well, or not. It's Me, personally, my thing there is I don't have a problem with Competitive gaming is just calling it esports. Yeah, it's not the right name for it. That's well, all. I thought that until I found out that on ESPN things considered sports includes cup stacking, um, Scrabble, and uh, ESPN poker. Daft, then. 
Yeah, but well, ESPN is ESPN show like Magic the Gathering tournament. Yeah, they've yeah. They, 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 I wouldn't say. Oh, no, it, I don't mean any sort of when it if it appears on Sky Sports. That's my issue. No, when it appears on Sky Sports, then no, 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 no BBC. Oh, BBC, right, BBC Sports. Sports. Okay, when it starts appearing on BBC Sports, then I'll start calling it a sport. So here's my it, point um, on Twitch: um, the finals of the League of Legends champions got three times as many people as he. Um, the basketball did on ABC. It's just calling Boom. it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's competitive sport. Competitive uh, gaming. It's fine. Yeah, it's but fine. the World Cup final is still like you know, <laughs> good few billion. Uh, yeah, it's just competitive sport. Except, gaming. Like, Sorry, yeah. just call it anyway, competitive gaming. Back but, onto yeah, the topic. The main thing, though, the main reason, like you're saying, you know, why you know are they doing, taking this so seriously, and why is it like considered like? Well, even though I must admit. Even though it's called eSports, you know, the people that actually do run... Do they take E in ecstasy? No, they... Is that why it's called eSports? Wait. <laughs> but the, they actually said, like, we different. aren't... They've actually openly admitted, like, yes, we aren't sports, and we actually know we're different. But, I, think, uh, I think that's one of the reasons why I have difficulty thinking about them, considering this, uh, thinking about them as sports, is because I know that some teams really do, you know, they do train quite hard. You know, they do go on to exercise machines to make sure the body is in, you know, is in good shape. They do train for stamina and various, and they do watch what they eat. You know, they have to have like controlled diets, stuff like that. I do know some teams uh, do stuff like that. Mm. I think one of the main reasons that I had di- that I have difficulty considering it a sports a sport though is the regulation side of things. Um, I don't think there has been enough regulation, and I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, the regulation often uh, depends. There needs on the to be standardisation. Oh yes, you know there needs to be some standardisation. I mean, if wow. you go to say, uh, if you go to a baseball game, you know, you know that those players have been checked for, you know, uh, <laughs> checked for drugs. Yeah, they're doing that well done. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but you, you're, you're, you're pretty certain that the that the players they tried. They tried at yeah, some point. They've tried at various points. All right, football. Then let's take football. That's even worse. It's right. I get what you're saying. Said, like I said, esports is only just becoming a sort of mainstream thing, yeah. and these are sort of the teething problems you'll get. And Why don't you say cycling? There you go. There's a great example. <laughs> Actually, cycling's. Uh, thing I don't know, but it have was. you seen the thing that's going it, on with Chris Froome right now? It was, They're even no, no, accusing no, no. him of having a mortar inside his bicycle. I know. I'm <laughs> just saying, bicycle like cycling was very controversial for that. Yeah, but Most I mean, sports are pretty bad when it comes to cycling. Has been controversial, but I I just keep remembering what happened to. Uh, oh, damn it! I'll I'll remember the name. Ryan, continue. But yeah, this is as a result of Armstrong. say it's getting. No, it's getting any. so big and mainly because you know the amount of money that goes in these tournaments now, like the League of Legends one, like millions go into it, like prize winners, and they can't afford to like any dodgy things going on. So. It took a very yeah. serious turn this week, particularly news. when um like the top players in um like e gaming now are getting six figure. Oh yeah, like paychecks. Like you talk about ESPN, they post a thing on the League of Legends player. Um, Faker, who is uh, the top Korean player, and they even said like he is in esports. You know, he is the Tiger Woods. He is the yeah. Messi. So he slept yeah, he, around and yeah, got really like, bad career. Not he, yet. he basically has not a, he basically has a warehouse full of Denny's waitresses, does he? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then they took a game off him and they give it to Rory McIlroy instead. Oh, and apparently Tiger Woods doesn't appear in the new game. Oh, bless. <laughs> um, Hulk Hulk Hogan's not going to be in the next Hulk Hogan's one. not in PGA you idiot I <laughs> know oh, but he's not going to be in the uh, next WWE game <laughs> yep. 
So um, I'm happy they're taking this seriously. I'm happy they're sort of... It, it shows that it's getting taken more seriously by the people running them, and hopefully then the world will take it a bit more serious. Because whether you agree that it's a sport or not, I kind of still want to watch it on TV, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, it's we're not, we're not disagreeing there. with you on that. Like I said, I think there needs to be greater standardization. And oh, yes, I think there needs to be greater regulation. Oh, I mean, yes. More people wearing cat hats. Like, he, here's the main reason that I want it to um, stay being classed as a sport is simply so people can get visas. Do you know what I think? Because at the moment, as it's classed as a sport, they can get a visa, a sports visa, so they can go play abroad. Do you know what and if I think would actually help? help? They won't be able to. Do you know what I think would actually help with it being more accepted? Uh, more accepted, or actually achieving greater recognition in places, is if it had an event like the FA Cup, right? It, they do. They do. Yeah. Really. The. The League no, of Legends one, no, the, the LCS, is massive. The FA Cup's no. one of the biggest Spartan Cups it, it's, in, it's in the, the oldest world. cup competition in the world. It's that and the World and Cup is very few things that even come close to that. No, the FA Cup is the oldest club, uh, cup competition Except in the world. The thing is, we have them. It's just it needs to gather its thing. The FA Cup wasn't... Like, football had been yeah, around uh, for uh, years before the FA Cup. Can I just clarify your point? Do you understand time. what I mean exactly when I say it needs something like the FA Cup? I don't mean a cup competition. The uh, The key thing about the FA Cup, and it's, it's something everything, that, Everybody from everywhere, yeah, every league Basically, is in that cup. every league is included. There are, uh, Even amateurs can join in, yeah. right? And this is what I'm saying. It, it basically, you could, this is where the term uh, giant killing this, has come from. I will show you how the bracketing works for these tournaments. No, no, yeah. I, I, and you will see. League of Legends that, exactly that's like that. what, that's what, that's no, what no, I'm asking. Just, that's just League of Legends, though. That's I'm talking about esports in general. Like you I said, know. the problem is it, it depends. There are too many to different. Game. There are it too could, many different games. Yeah. This is what I mean by standardization. You need one game that is basically the central focus of that particular thing. If you've got you, you can't have StarCraft over here and then League of Legends over here and then expect it's too diversified. Yeah, no, and no, expect that people no, no, decide no, saying, okay, this all counts as esports. It's too because, segregated. It's yeah. too segregated. No, except it's like football and rugby. They're still both sports. Oh no, but it's like having football and Gaelic football and American football and all the same things falling under that same sort of. Of uh, sports, no, no, just football. That's what I mean. It's it, yeah. It needs that. It's too separated and too uh, broken up. Yeah, esports. That's that's the problem. Yeah, because obviously you have your mobbers, then you like tactical shooters. Yeah, and this is what I mean by standardisation. Yeah. You need some kind of you need some kind of separation he, between the different types of game. That here being is played. exactly what I think is going to change it. Is the second that they have something they can promote really well. That that's what determines a lot of sports is, hey, we've got a great sponsorship from said people to sell something. We I can do it just well. somebody with a rocking bod, and then that'll make it really Because <laughs> yeah. that's what happens with the sports. You get someone with a rocking bod, put all the promo oh, have you on. you not seen Cloud9? I oh, no, I haven't. No. <laughs> That's what you need. Some Damn, of, some good-looking guys. Some dude yeah. with rock and bod, and there you go. you got your promo. you got your advertising. Anyway, next story. Yes, anyway. Um, planets, I, keep it I believe you've got the next story, Ben. Uh, yes, um, NASA have found a planet that is very Earth-like, only about 60% bigger. Like, um, Mine the hell out of it. <laughs> so, hang on, it's very Earth-like. So yes. does that mean it's got, like, water and stuff like that on it? Uh, 
I believe so. It seems to have water on it. It seems to have a, a similar sort of um, atmosphere to Earth. Pillage its resources. And um, from what they can tell, a similar gravity. It was at times 100 gravity. So if we go like we train like Dragon Ball, become Super Saiyan. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> Are you going to drop your suit which weighs 100 kilos? No, no. Train and come back and be the new a eSports set, um, star. <laughs> this planet is called Kepler... Four five two B. Oh, they're really bad at naming stuff, NASA. I know. Like, uh, I want them call to call it Jerome or something. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I, I want them to call Jerome? something it like the Doom Planet. Yeah. Like, you... is there anything Doomish about it? Like, uh, no, but it's cool. Earth two. Yeah. yeah. No, no, sixty no, percent bigger. Planet sixty percent bigger. That's what it should be called. Planets. It, you know, it looks it looks better. In everything Durham. everything <laughs> on this planet is sixty percent bigger. There are some men who would be happy with that. Uh, planet, you know, it looks better in the right angle. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Planet, look at me from the side. <laughs> okay. In you end door to one side, eh? <laughs> but this is a, a massive uh, discovery, but the it, it, it's one of these things that NASA are doing. What is the actual application of discovering this planet, which could potentially sustain us going forward? Yeah, the, the issue is, seems to be at the moment is it is a huge different a uh, uh, huge distance away from where we are it, it basically needs to uh crack insert well light travel static yeah. travel before we can actually even look at that basically because like at the moment we're looking at mars or cryogenics and that's understandable because it would take like a year to travel to mars if you just go with the cryogenic sleep it was like a really sustainable yeah. thing maybe but not gonna happen otherwise that's probably more likely to discover cryogenic sleep than yeah style like, um, warp speed and yeah gubbins like that. So and the planet's about sixty times um, percent larger than Earth. It's it's five percent further away from its G type star. Um, so what's what? Sorry, how far away from the star? About five percent further. That must be a little bit colder. Not much. Uh, well, because of the size of it, I think it'd probably equal out. Ah, that's a fair point. Fair point. Um, it's, his sun is ten percent larger than ours. Ah, there we so, go. That'd be the yeah, uh, making the planet twenty percent brighter. Yeah, okay. I really appreciate that in the north. Yeah, that would be nice. Like, we'll actually get to see the sun every so often in New England. <laughs> New New England. This is uh, as the weather's just been raining for the past three days. New England squared would call Wait, it. There's new New England's in America, so. We want to have new old England. Yeah, new old England. And then there'd be new new England in America. Mandatory top hats. Yes. <laughs> they come when you land on the planet. Like, you like here's your um, passport back and here's your top hat. Uh, you can pick up your monocles on the way out. I'm not going unless I get a Jacobean rough. <laughs> and and mutton chops. And mutton chops. Don't nah, forget the mutton no, chops. No, never mutton chops. You, can, you, you can't be proper Jacobean unless you've got mutton chops. Says you. I'll, I'll be who I want to be. You can't make me. That was one. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, if you can sort out Rob with some Jacoby and Ruff, then, uh, you know, do contact us. Let that us just know. sounds like such <laughs> horrible innuendo. I know. <laughs> I don't want Jacoby and Ruff anywhere near me. Thank you very much. Dirty boy. All right, next story. Yes, uh, moving on to the final story. Copyright police. Um, right, this is this one. I'm not sure how to figure this one out. 
Yeah, no, the MPA and uh, all of its members have been uh, shutting down all MPA? sorts of... MPAA. Oh, the basketball people? No. They've got nothing to do with basketball. No, no, there's an MPA. MPAA. Yeah, no. Who are they? Tell me who they are. I don't know. They're basically the entertainment industry in America. Music, oh, video, no. music films, that sort of thing. Anyway, uh, that organisation and all of its members, they've managed to shut down a bunch of prominent file-sharing sites. But like, Universal... Oh, they've tried to. Pirate Bay still going. Yeah. Proxies keep it, the yeah. internet alive. Universal now want to bring um, bring the hammer down on pirates that are sharing Jurassic World, but they kind of messed up a little bit with this because they want to bring a, bring the hammer down on a particular IP address. Yeah, who is this complete... It's not the president, is it? No, no, it's 127... <laughs> this rapscallion... It's 127.0.0.1. What is Obama being sharing um, stuff again? So, so they want to shut down... The internet. Basically, yes. They want to shut down localhost. Now, this is what localhost is. Localhost is a host name that means the computer, uh, uh, that that means this computer may be used to access the computer's own network services um, via uh, some uh, network interface. And basically, it has access to the internet. That's all it means. And that's basically what they want to shut down. The computer access to the internet. That's the sound of it going over my head. Well, uh, It's basically, if we stop people being able to connect to the internet, they can't take our stuff. Yeah. That's <laughs> basically it. Bulletproof logic. Um, shut down the internet. They can't be trusted. We're not sure how this ended up being part there, of like the did, this list of there, sites. Is there somebody at Warner Brothers? You know, uh, Universal, like, Universal. At Universal. You know that episode of uh, the IT crowd? Is there's like <laughs> the <laughs> box? This is it. They did that to the Universal. Yes, let's do that. Let's stop the internet. <laughs> is that what happened? I think I think that what's happened is somebody somebody basically saw uh, went onto an internet forum or something like that and saw the saw one two seven dot zero dot zero dot one and thought oh right that must be another address where they're accessing pirated stuff I must address uh, this to the list of stuff we must ban. Uh, I can they've clearly got some stuff they clearly want to hide. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is why like. There's all these industries and stuff. They're now being run by like 80 year old men who have no idea what any technology is ever. Like they, I don't get this newfangled thing called the internet. What get, is it? Get off my lawn. They're looking at their cameras, going, "Where'd you wind it up?" <laughs> um, yeah, so that, like, that is actually a big thing in the movie industry. <laughs> yeah, witchcraft. So, uh, like, uh, you see it happening right. all the time. Like, I remember, like. I could the see Minister of Technology uh, <laughs> didn't know what Facebook was and Run stuff. Run by baby boomers. <laughs> so, um, Have we missed something? I just caught Ryan off guard. What did you do? I said, I could see your ankles. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, a lot of these industries are run by baby boomers and they don't really know. Yeah, they... It's simply the lack of knowledge of the previous generations of what's going on now. Yep. So you've seen this light bulb? It's amazing technology. Isn't it? What's that, then? <laughs> <laughs> These right. kids in their spider web. Quick, I'll get to my automobile. I just have to wind the engine first <laughs> and get the horse to walk in front of it as I drive away. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, uh, 
we were talking about, like, you know, car churches, you know, San Francisco, all uh, in the yeah. movies, they, like Bullet, they always have these car churches. No, they always have a fruit, like, sort of team. Yeah. To block it. Yeah. Or um, somebody carrying a pane of glass. We thought, <laughs> like, how I, would I, that have worked in, like, you know, before automobiles when everyone had, like, a horse and cart or something like that? How would car churches happen in San Francisco? Easy. Especially, you know, the hilly bit right, where Rob, you have all the Rob, jumps. Rob, cars didn't exist then. I so know. They didn't need a car chair. No, car wagons. They used to have carts and stuff like that. How would they work there? Exactly the same, <laughs> just with a wagon and a horse. <laughs> this is what we have to deal with, listeners. So, like, Use your like, imagination, I guys. I do like um, imagination. In, in chase yes, scenes, I know. I think every like fruit salesman and glass salesman has like a police um radio <laughs> like there's yeah. a chase on 14th street everyone go down as fast as you can first one to block the road with your my lovely friend. lovely cabbages yes exactly now it's normally a market at the end of the street isn't it that they right. go through quick set up a market we've <laughs> got to have this up in the next two minutes so that they can run through it uh, my avatar reference was remembered slightly yes yes Cool, cool. Is that all? My that cabbage was all the corp. news. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was all the news. We'll be back in a few minutes with the main show. We're talking dead genres. Hey, this is Veronica Taylor. And I'm Ash Ketchum. Geek Show, I choose you! Welcome back to the Geek Show. And now we're talking about dead genres in movies. Yes. Um, okay. You ever thought about calling Bingo Ryan? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All the freeze. 33. Yes. He did have a particularly good intro of bingo voice there. What you put out there? Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. But anyway, it's dead genres. Yes, dead um, genres. Dead genres. Um, have certain movie genres actually died, or have they just been incorporated into well, other genres? Film noir is dead, as much as uh, filmmakers like to think that, you know, making it a bit moody. And having people wear hats and smoke and, you know, be kind of hard-boiled makes it film noir. Hmm. No, I, I thought that was all noir was, was a, um, a hat yes, and a trench coat. That, that style. That's I know, style. It, yeah, that's it, what I think. It was it? all about the, the the feel of it and the yeah, style. Yeah. yeah, it's more about the, the tropes and, the again, the styles now when people try and think of noir. And so that's, that's dead. Comedy is also a big part of dead genres. Because, uh, we mentioned this before the show, but what is what is, like, Comedy now. Well, the absurdist comedy. stuff. Uh, no, 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 no. What is, before you jump the gun, what is what, what is a comedy movie in the pictures now? Well, it depends. I mean, if you're talking about romantic comedies, then it's very light. Uh, it, it's light or you know. crude. Um, well, I wouldn't say crude. No, a lot of them are. There's uh, there's very few crude romantic comedies. Yes, there's loads of crude ones, mm-hmm. Rob. Really? Yep. Yeah. Like what? Too many to mention. Yeah. Like, uh, what was Oh, it? Matron. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. There's just so many. It's like literally one released every two or three weeks, and like, a lot of. I think crude. Ted Two's coming out too. That's very crude. Sort it's of a comedy. romantic comedy, basically. Ted Two's a romantic comedy, basically. Compared uh, modern standards of what a romantic comedy is, yeah. Okay, because it doesn't well, mean the same uh, thing. Okay. Like, there's an argument to be made for romantic comedies being dead, because although they are very successful and uh, it's just there's when, a lot when of we're them. talking let, about let me finish. Ro- there's a lot of them, and they're, they're very successful. It's not actually what a romantic comedy is. But that's what I was trying to say. When we talk about romantic comedies, most people would think of something like Pretty Woman. That's not a... No, that no. is a basically a, rom- a romantic comedy. There's that nothing is funny what, about that. 
Uh, oh, it is pretty bad. That was funny to me. <laughs> look, that is what is basically a stereotypical romantic comedy. No, 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 That's stereotypical what most romantic consider... comedy is some like it hot. Yeah. Which is actually a, a pretty bona fide classic. Yes, it is a bona fide classic, but, you know, I mean, in terms like of... American Pie's and... No. Yeah, I wouldn't say American Pie was a romantic not, not comedy. Not traditional. A Pretty Woman is is definitively a romantic comedy. That's basically what it was supposed well, well, we'll to be. We'll get stuck in the point. My point is... And, uh, whether it's bad or good is is irrelevant. What it is... Oh, no, I'm, a just being, thing. I'm just being facetious. But comedy is now... Uh, but crudes are... That's what I'm saying. Do romantic comedies actually still exist? Or dark. Yeah. Do romantic comedies actually still exist in kind of the pretty woman, some like it hot mold? Well, top five was. Top five yeah. was. Yeah, it was good. And there's a lot of, uh, there is a counter movement of people who actually know how to make, you know, rom coms coming about. But I think comedy, as far as a genre, most of it is type of crude comedy, which is Ted 2, like uh, Ben said. Yeah. That's very crude. Or hmm. uh, um, the silly stuff. Which I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. Well, the movie, movie kind of things are. I'd say that's crude. That's 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 crude, silly. It's like, I think that's just bad. It's like loads <laughs> of stuff, oh, yes. like Where the Millers, uh, hang, um, Hangover, and things like that. The dark comedies, but that's it. It's either yeah, dark, black comedy, cr- dark, crude, or silly. That's the only three pins in your holes. Mm. And comedy historically has been one of the most diverse uh, genres for your yep. thing to be. Well, tell the truth, I never think the comedy of. As a genre, I feel like it's a way of presenting whatever genre you want. Well, it is, but it became its, its own thing, it's and bit, now it's bit of comedy, bit of comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of lost what was comedy. So, and it, it seems what about like a slapstick? Because most people would look at some something like Dumb and Dumber nah. uh, and call it. They they would look I at it and call slapstick, it slapstick. Slapstick is Charlie Chaplin, Harry Lloyd, yeah. Norman Wisdom, that sort of thing. Yeah, that sort of thing. It's a very practical, yeah. and physical comedy. Mm. They tried to do that with the film a few years ago for the... Or was it The Goons? There was like a movie of the... Not the Goons. The Goons is the English one, isn't it? it with the Three... Yeah. The Three Stooges. That's yeah, it, yes. yes. Yeah. They tried to do a remake of that. Three didn't Stooges work. didn't work. It was very successful, but it didn't really go anywhere. It, it just... It, it was successful off a no, nostalgia trip. It didn't mm, show that yeah. it's that people wanted it. It showed that the people who used to like it still like it. Yeah, true, true. He showed no appeal to the new generations. So many things out there for comedy historically that comedy now is basically just comedy's in everything. Comedy's in everything. uh, Comedy is the thing they put in the movie to make it marketable. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I mean, what about what about say the absurdist stuff like you know the life of Brian? That is, I I I would say that is definitively dead. The only way that lives on now is through horror, the more absurd horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, John Dies at the End. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. They're, they're absurd comedies. Yeah. yeah. They're black comedies, but they are absurd. Yeah, it's just that they their go-to to get a laugh. Yeah. It's it's absurd. It's set pieces are ridiculous. But nobody, nobody, does, uh, nobody does something like, you know, make a period piece and then just throw, an, throw a spaceship in there just, well, why not? Um, I don't think anybody's ever done that, Rob. <laughs> Life of Brian did. Yeah, but that was like a one throwaway gag. Yeah, I know. All I'm saying is, uh, I'm just using it as an example of, you know, they did this just because they could. Not because it made sense, mm. but just because, well, why well, not? Well, we're getting stuck on comedy a bit much. Mm. What about any? What about other things that have kind of been lost to the annals of history? Sword and Sorcery is pretty much dead. Uh, dead. I mean, the recent Conan movie that they did didn't really go down the sodden sorcery um, route 
it basically did the barbarian thing really well. Um, but the whole aspect of magic got downplayed by a lot. The Hobbit? The Hobbit's not a sword and sorcery. In the old barbarian hero sense. It is. Oh, you're just being pedantic there. It, it is. There is a barbarian hero in it. It's the, it's the lead guy. Aragorn? Yeah, he's kind of a barbarian. Oh, you mean Thor and Norkenshield? Hmm, he's a dwarf. Um, no, but uh, he is basically that archetype. Is, I, I am yeah. being pedantic. Uh, oh, the Hobbit, the Hobbit is uh, the Hobbit is sword and sorcery. Yes, you are right. Is that like? It, but the Hobbit not, wasn't any good. You, you kind of double back in there. You I said, kind of disagree. Say it's not whether the fact that the movie's good or not. It's no, you're right. It's still you're around. Right. You're right. You're you right. said the exact same thing. I disagree. No, no, you're right. I disagree with you because, like, we mentioned this before with the likes of things like Game of Thrones being impo- uh, fantasy really popular. Now you have like the making live action uh, Sword in the Stone things like that. It's written by the Game of Thrones author. Yeah, just <laughs> oh, really. Yeah. Well, on the TV show, yeah. But yeah, it, I think fantasy scene a resurgence. Anybody? Any other okay. shouts for? You know, dead, dead genres. I've had mine. Cyberpunk. Well, no, that's, that's very... We can't talk about that. That's next week's theme. We're not talking about that. Damn it! Not how to do that. Bad, Rob. <laughs> Bad. Cyberpunk, I would say, is the dead genre. But we'll but talk that, more about that next week. Cy- me. Well, cyberpunk is a style, not a genre. Yeah, it is a style. Yes, I know it's a style. It's like saying, um, steampunk is dead. Well, it, steampunk's a way of showing things, not a way of... Steampunk uh, Steampunk wave. is a style, yes. Cyberpunk is a style, yes. But in, when it comes to movies, I'd say they were both dead. Definitely. Uh, ben, you got a suggestion? Um, tell you what, the um, sort of... The family adventure has changed a lot. It's, yes. It's, you mean by the, the family the fa- adventure The family movie. adventure, you know... Uh, Except there used to be things like... Um, off the top of my head, I'm thinking The Mummy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, it's aimed at sort of a family audience. They go around the world doing different things. And it just... That's not really seen that much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Like, I think... The last thing I can think of that was sort of down those lines was, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. They're big sort of budget yeah. movies, and I think that, that money's all been sort of consumed by Marvel stuff. Yeah. 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 Which is... Which is a sad and thing. And animated films Which as well. I think that's why uh, Marvel movies and superhero movies are having to sort of change what they are a little bit. They can't just be the same free act structure with, you know, superhero getting his powers, crisis confidence, wins at the end. Yeah. Massive series of explosions. So, um, Ant-Man Ant Man was very different. And Guardians he, of the Galaxy kind of was as well. Guardians of the Galaxy, the new Deadpool looks like it's not going to be following the normal mm. structure. They've got to sort of mix it up a bit. So, um, what I'm hoping is Ant-Man, it's been getting decent reviews, but no one's been really talking about the, everyone's been talking about the action scenes, not the story. Mm. So I'm saying the story didn't really work for that. So people need to learn a diverse way of doing things without that's still good for the story. Mm. Ryan, you've got a shout for a a dead um, dead of the genre. I would say more two D animated movies. So your things like you know the old Looney Tunes ones, like your Land Before Time, the like rescuers and things like that. Oh, like the Don Bluth stuff and the old Disney stuff. Yeah, like the really old 2D things. I think we need to see more of a resurgence of those. It seems like it's, it's well, all gone animated uh, now. The, the, the reason for that is because they weren't very successful. Well, mm. 
Well, yeah, the, the real reason successful. is the amount story. of manpower yeah. and yeah, there's a bit of, there is that as well. It's like because um, thing is, 3D animation is probably a bit more expensive to do just for the cost of equipment and the people know how to use it, but it's a lot quicker to make. It's efficient. In comparison, yeah. that, that, that's true. But um, thing is, these days with the uh, in the West, Toy Story kind of killed the 2D animation, pretty much. It kind of did, but it all, uh, but I mean, the door's still open for it to for it to make a resurgence. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, some of the stuff that they use to produce anime, for example, um, especially the cel shaded stuff, um, to make it look hand drawn. They've been making adv- lots of advan- advancements the, the, in the anime. Oh, definitely. Yeah, if you incorporated stuff, that, uh, if you incorporated that. I mean, oh, I'm aware of that, but as, as if you look West, at uh, no, no. no, if you look at if you look at some of the stuff that say Euphotable have produced over mm. the last few years, just the level of quality on their TV production. You're talking movie level oh, yeah, animation. I agree. The door is open. Uh, tell you the truth, I think it's just the stories that choose to tell. Like the last yeah. big 2D animation I can think of was um, uh, Princess oh, and the Frog, wasn't it? Yeah, Princess yeah. and the Frog, yeah. which and, was what like 2009. Yeah, so like that. that's what I was about to say. But if they'd like. Similarly, if they just taken Frozen and done it as two D animated, wouldn't be any different. Wouldn't, really, wouldn't be any it different. would be just as big of a hit. I it think, just would have been two D animated. I think now the difference is it's got to have a reason. Yeah, it's got to have a reason to be two D animated. Thing, yeah, because the industry's changed when it comes to three D, two D, hand drawn, not drawn. The thing is, the, the, the audience, the with the, with the effect that Ghibli have had uh, on animated movies in the West oh, and the perception of animation, it's, it's, it's minimal. They've they've had a massive effect on the on the perception of animated movies. Oh yeah, yeah. It's on the viewer level, but on the industry level, not. No, really. I mean on the viewer level is what oh, I'm right. talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not talking about on the industry level. The industry doesn't Most, care. Yeah, the it's industry making too much money to care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, sorry, can't hear I over this talking giant. about the industry. Can we quit with the oh, industry? No. Let me finish. I just I can't hear over this giant pile of money. <laughs> yeah, can what we is quit? that hand drawn? <laughs> uh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't talking about the industry. Hmm. All I'm saying is. From the viewer level, the perception of what an animated movie could be has changed because of Disney's uh, Disney's investment in promoting and you know and releasing Ghibli movies in the West. So people have loads of people have seen Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away, and uh, you know even uh, the recent ones like The Wind Rises and stuff like that. They've had major releases uh, across cinemas. Well, Wind Rises didn't. Wind Rises didn't, but you know. These, it still made the press. It still I think Ponyo made... was the last one that really had one. Yeah, so. I went to the UK premiere of that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's very cool. But I mean, thing is, the uh, Ghibli movies in general over the last over the last however, however many years have had major UK releases that have actually made headlines in the uh, national press, and not so much now. I think it's not that, so much that now. moment has passed. The thing is, people's eyes have been opened to what animated feature films oh, yeah, can course. be. It's not just the dis- what's available from Disney. It's, it's people are kind of forgetting that happened because they've got very sharp memories when it comes to sort of trends in animation and because, what, what was, when was Ponyo? Like 2008, 2009, something like that? 2009, I think. S- since then, there hasn't really been any follow-up from that so people have kind of forgotten about it. No, I I agree. There hasn't been a follow up and the, if it was constant the problem was like, the problem if is, every film after that, like every major name like I don't know Mamaru Hasoda or the that, guy who did that's Spat- actually the problem. If 
did that with them as well. No, Bonio is 2008, by the way. Yeah, okay, 2008. Okay. But if they did that, yeah, I'd agree. The problem it, is, the problem is, it'd be that, a legitimate difference. Yeah, the, the problem oh, is then. that, the problem is that, with Disney being the only company that is actually looking at animation from the east, you know, nobody else uh, is really taking it seriously. Hmm. Um, Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, animation from the east. I'm talking about. Oh, okay. You know, uh, I'm not talking about animation in general. Um, because we know animation, Western animation in general is big business. Um, but with Disney being the only company that's looking at bringing animation from the East to Western theaters, you know, it, it's not going to work. You need other companies to jump on board and start looking. We need stuff like The Boy and the Beast and various things like that that are coming out, you know, um, Miss Hokusai, uh, various others like that. If they were, had Western theater, theatrical releases and the, the people realized it was more than just Ghibli available, mm-hmm. then you'd basically be see a massive upswing in the amount uh, of 2D animation okay. being produced we're all, we're in the West. Have we, uh, how are we for time? Do we want to go to the next section? Or um, should we have a pick of the geek? Pick of the geek, very quickly. Um, Favourite movie from a genre which is basically dead, just a little blast of the blue, which showed you there was something still there, something still to be said. Well, um, if you see what I mean. Taken from my early example of The Mummy... I loved that movie. The first one? Yeah. yeah no, was, not yeah. the second one. No, and God one. forbid the third one. <laughs> yeah, I think even Jet Li was embarrassed by that. Um, yeah, it was just a CG version. It was rocking like one of the early ones. Yeah, he's in the yeah. second one, the Scorpion oh, King. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, was, he, he, does, he doesn't like remembering that, you know that. The Scorpion uh, King movie with him actually, you know, being that, a real see, person. See, that, was, that yeah. wasn't bad. That's that's a it dead wasn't genre. amazing, but it was pretty good. It was well, a dumb action movie, and you that yeah, but, a, dumb, um, a dumb action. Fa- uh, sorry, that's what I meant. Well, you know when I was talking about the sword and sorcery, yeah. I meant the dumb action fantasy movie. Um, I think it could be made that Lobbit is exactly that. <laughs> yeah, but you understand what I mean. It, uh, I mean, the just basically the uh, kind of uh, well, oh, not so much class of the Titans. I mean, just kind of the big barbarian hero going off with his big sword, and he has to save the day by hitting people with a big piece of metal. Okay, um, that sort of thing. My pick. Do you see what I mean? My pick of the geek is the Western. The Western's dead. I know there's ones coming out every now and again, but it's not enough to say that, yes, there I, you go, I, Western's I, I don't think it is. <laughs> the, yeah. be- the best Western I've seen in um, recent years was Rango. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I, I, I disagree. I mean, it's only a couple of weeks ago that you guys had Slow West as your featured movie. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, what, over the course of a year, what, about... 12, 13 West. Slow West, it, it, we, it we talked about it. It wasn't we, Western. We, yeah, it wasn't. We just yeah. set in the old West. It wasn't I mean, Western. W- are you talking about the old style spaghetti Western? Yeah. Oh, the classic sort of um, Golden Age Western. Those things don't exist anymore. Because mm. spaghetti Westerns, I'll say, yeah. The only thing, the only thing that exists, exists in Western is to be clever with the tropes, to be uh, do something different. It's not just to make a Western because let's make a Western. That thing doesn't exist anymore. At all. And my pick was going to be The Proposition by John Hillcoat. Okay. Because that was a proper, grimy, sort of 1970s style, but with, you know, a bit more modern sensibility to it. Spaghetti Western. Yeah. Like something that would have been done by the Italians. Yeah. That's what that was like. Okay. With more grime. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, Westerns are totally dead. Psh. I disagree, but we'll agree to disagree on that. Yeah. I agree to nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about you, Ryan? Hmm. Seeing as I was talking about 2D Western animated films, I would say, yeah, The Land Before Time. 
that was not really the question, Ryan. <laughs> no, like, it's, no it's, it, I said things that, you know, that little blast that came out when that genre was as good as dead and The Land Before Time was very much when 2D animation was massive. So mm. pick another one. Uh, can't think. No. Bad Ryan. Bad. <laughs> I'm blaming the weather again. No, no. We're not breaking until you pick one. <laughs> Rob, 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 you pick one. Maybe spark something in Ryan. Dark City. As what? A noir film. Kinda. Um, it's got a lot of the elements of noir in there. Yeah, yeah. It's got a hell of a lot of the elements of noir in there. And Dark City, and to a lesser degree, the Adjustment Bureau. No, the Adjustment Bureau is not noir at all. No, I mean to a much, much lesser degree. Not even and it was mainly because it was mainly because they basically tried to mimic the whole idea of noir, but through the costume. Time travel than, hats. Yeah, that's, what that ta- that's what I'm saying. They basically tried to mimic the whole idea of noir through the costume without actually. But it seemed like they tried. They misunderstood what the whole point of noir is. Dark City really captured the essence of noir. Fair enough. You know, Dark City. Dark Magic City. Magic time hats. That's what they should have called that movie. Yeah, but Dark City is brilliant. You've got to admit. It's fine. He's got Kiefer Sutherland, and I don't like Kiefer Sutherland. You don't have to like him. Yeah, you do when he's in a movie and he's one of the major roles. <laughs> I've got one. Is it right this time? Did, did yeah. I inspire you then? Is it right? Well, you have to do it again. I inspired myself. Okay. Go on. You inspired yeah, yourself. It was it good for you? Like, a lot of people seem to agree that uh, like the sort of the old like World War Two style films have sort of gone out with oh sort God, of being yeah. replaced. Well, the heroic with, ones. They've all been sort of oh war. Yeah, the war, heroic war, ones. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they kind of they kind of died with that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Pearl Harbor. Suffering is me. Especially like ones with like, you know, where it would have quite a good ensemble of like a good cast. Yeah. This is what I was saying earlier and Rob said, no, that's not a thing. I'm allowing it though, but Rob disagrees. Especially in like World War II and again, the more heroic ones. And I, I, one of my favourite films from last year was Fury. I thought he would have went with Django and Chain because that did get the whole, no, not Django, Unglorious Bystanders. I can't say the Inglorious Bystanders, yeah. It's that was a, sort of an old sort of big uh, ensemble. Uh, I, I suppose it was. I suppose it which more than Fury. It was. It's, uh, I mean, Fury's your well, choice. I think Fury fitted into that genre more. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a tragic with the sequels, but yeah, the first one was amazing, though. Yeah, but Fury, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I thought it would have went with Inglorious, though. No. I thought that'd be the more obvious example. Inglorious Bustards. Bystanders. Tell Bustards. You, I, you can say busted because a busted is a type of bird. Busted. A film. How do you know this? That's all. I've just Googled it. <laughs> a film that brought back the genre just before it actually relaunched. Yeah. Sin City. For what? Because the comics genre oh, yeah, was yeah. basically dead at that point. I know. I, and it actually, yeah. started up again with something completely different to every other comic film out there. Yeah, yeah, and that days. was just yeah. before the big rise of the like the new Marvel universe. You can ask in City too. That was, that was yeah. yeah, that was. But uh, no, I, that uh, was that's, balls, a, that that's was. a really good choice there, Ben. Yeah, Ben did like, a good. <laughs> you know the Watchmen film. You know it. That was like, too slavish to the the comic. That yeah, I, I agree that, with that. But, <laughs> it, was, like, but it, it wasn't slavish enough. Mm. But it's nice to actually see like a dark, like more dark superhero films, not just what you're expecting now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's all you have uh, time for. Rob's having a bit of a disco over there. 
So we'll go to some music. And uh, we'll be back with video games. We'll be talking about dead genres there too. This is Lizzie Boyle and Connor Boyle of Disconnected Press, and you're listening to The Geek Show. And welcome... Oh, doing that and thing again to do this on Too Sweet. It's like bullseye. And one. And two. And we're The Geek Show. And thank you for <laughs> listening. Ramble, 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 ramble. We'll talk about video games and dead genres now. Yay! Yes. That was the longest introduction to video games I've ever heard. You're welcome. So, yeah... Uh, <laughs> We're now on video game section. <laughs> yes. Are indie developers resurrecting old genres? Or dying or dominant in genres? blips and blops. Yeah. Not, nothing enough to call it a resurrection. Well, it's getting a lot of stuff going that's been long gone. Like, um, there was the recent announcement of um, Ukulele. Um, oh, I've not heard that one. This is done by the people who did... Um, uh, Banjo and Kazooie. Oh, oh, that one. And yeah. it's sort of bringing back the whole collectathon sort of genre. I don't know if that really went away, to be honest. Because the stuff like Ratchet and Clank have been forever about, and that's basically the same so thing. Ratchet and Clank have been quiet for a while now. Have they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like um, the last game was like mid PS3 generation. How long ago was that? Oh, like, they've announced, like, they're doing a new one for the latest generation, but it's been a while. It's just a remake, though. It's a remake, but they're changing some things to feed it into the... Because, uh, it, it's like with uh, Legend... No, Final Fantasy VII, they've got to redesign it because games have changed so much yeah. since then. Uh, I was going to say, but uh, indie games, they're just as slavish to trends as anything else, though, because right now the, the major trend is the bullet hell stuff. That's kind of a big big thing in indie games except bullet hell has also been quite a quiet genre well oh, over no. here in the west anyway but it, i mean it just has those genres it uses more than most things that's what i mean and bullet hell is a good thing to bring back yeah it's an interesting genre but a bit too many of them if truth be told so um you get a lot of stuff that's um like the recurrence of the horror genre in games because horror was outright crossed off by triple a they were saying yeah. they don't sell we don't want this yeah and then amnesia an independent game came up and said hey we want horror well i mean so we've made a horror game it, it, it was a immersive experience yeah, it, it was horror it was horror as a horror game rather than survival horror resident yeah. evil you know, 5 was yeah, becoming a horror thing, genre they, they were more and more going for an action genre so you would just like Hey, there's zombies, and you can shoot them. Yeah. Uh, Dead Space 1 was probably the last hurrah. Yeah. Wasn't it? That was probably the last AAA title that felt um, thing is, survival yeah. horror well, well, And horror, yeah. yeah. It was very much a horror game. There were, there were other games that, were, that weren't AAA that were, that were definitively horror, but, you know, they had, the, they had kind of a blending of survival horror and horror elements um, you know stuff like the Fatal Frame stuff, uh, um, which never well, made the translation at all. Didn't it, really. I mean, after after the third iteration, it didn't really get released in the UK. Um, no, but you had no. you had Still some other stuff one on the Wii U that looked amazing. It's been it, out for years great. in Japan. It, 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 it's it's great, but you had like the calling on the Wii U, yeah, which was which actually was a genuine horror game. But again, people didn't know about it. You know. Um, but uh, back to the car point. Uh, yeah, indie games are reviving stuff. Yeah, they're bringing well, a lot of stuff back because a lot of 
the indie developers are like they they are gamers themselves they totally, look yeah. at the industry and go hey i remember i used to enjoy side scrolling beat em ups that that's the thing about and the indie they don't make games that the big boss publisher says you should make this yeah they want to play games what they want to play exactly and that's how we're getting this stuff this mm. cool stuff that's why they make fun stuff that like the the industry's just given up on i mean there are some big studios that have been reviving stuff like um telltale have reinvented what point and click adventure games were. Well, they're a big company, though, really, or have they just become big off the back of The Walking well, Dead? They sort of, of, although they did do a Gra- Jurassic Park game before they did. Did they really? Um, I never knew that. Uh, Sam and Mark's Jurassic Park, Back to the Future. They yeah. were all very unpopular. They weren't unpopular. Those ones were. They were cult. They were super cult yeah. sort of things. Some of Max, especially. Yeah, it was The Walking Dead that sort of brought them into the limelight. I'd say they're a double yeah. A. They're not quite a triple A. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say they're triple A now. Like, every oh, yeah, man yeah. and their dog wants a game made by them. Yeah. Um, like, they, they've they got, like, on the back boiler burner, they've got, like, Minecraft wants them to make a game. That's baffling. It's like the Minecraft story mode that's coming out. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah. I don't know how fun. the hell they're going to do it, but... It looks Start like it fun. could be kind of like the Lego movie, but playable. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, playable in the Telltale way of playing. Yeah. So yeah. He, he, it's led the way for stuff like Life is Strange as well, and interesting. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot more diversity in the adventure games market now, in the point-and-click yeah. adventure games market like now got, than there has been for back. a long time. Yeah. yeah, King's Quest is making a return, which I'm happy about. Like, mm. did anyone ever see that? ever happening king's quest king's quest like, what, I, what number is it up to now king's was, quest 25 i don't know uh, king, well this is a, a isn't it like a, a reboot of the original king's quest yeah that they're doing now so sort of, yeah um rather than doing a new version because at the end of the day asking you know roberta williams to write a new king's quest game is going to be difficult so it's just like eight that game had like eight odd um yeah. volumes the, the thing is it Bef- was huge in its day. They came out every other week. Before you had games that had like multiple iterations of ga- you know of titles, and the only one up until that, up until like the King the King's Quest games were really big, was like the Shining series from uh, Sega, and even that was in its infancy when King's Quest Eight was around. By the way, I hope in this King's Quest they don't make some of the stuff as ludicrous as they used to be. Oh, you mean like the cats? The, yeah, the, 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 cat, the cat concierge. The, the you have, there was like a thing where there's a cat where you had to stop the cat from eating the mouse. Yeah. And if you didn't, about two hours later, you'll be stuck in a room with no way to escape ever. Yes. That's uh, kind of cruel. Yeah. Because <laughs> you needed the mouse to come in the room so you could get him to get the keys or something. Yeah. Mm. Um, well-trained mouse. So yeah, uh, thing is, video games has uh, has all sorts of dead genres. Um, that I, it's uh, beat 'em up is my big one. There was a video of somebody online who I'm a bit of a fan of called um, what's he called now? That's really embarrassing. He did the. <laughs> he did the I'm sh- a bit of a fan of him. The, Sh- the Shenmue video, Rob. The Shenmue video. His name has vanished out my brain. Gruber. Oh. It was Gruber. Hans Gruber. No, hang on, I'm confused. 
Oh, you mean on um, uh, Game, uh, Game Trailers guys? Huber. Huber, yeah, sorry. Mind was miles away. Yeah, Huber was. Huber does one. a video. He, he got like Huber hype his little yeah. series of episodes. Although one that might was... just be short for Hans Gruber. <laughs> it might be. He did an episode on how beat him ups are basically dead. Not beat him ups as in Street Fighter. No, yeah. no that's clearly. No, that's, 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 that's a 1v1 fighting to game. To be honest, they did die. They yeah. did die quite yeah. hard. And it was only, I think. I think Street Fighter 4 might have been the actual one that brought it back from the brink. Yeah, because follow, that was followed by Mortal Kombat, and now... Yeah, he was Evo like, everyone thought he was completely gone, and then every, when Street Fighter came back, people suddenly went, oh, we could still do them? And then I, Evo yeah. became a massive thing. Yeah. Um, I think before I that... I kind of disagree with you guys on that one. They were always there, but they were never No, the, the one that actually brought them back, because they they'd started dying during the 16-bit the There was always era. one's... Pottering the, around, uh, yeah, but nothing by the, popular. By the all. time Mortal Kombat, by the time you had like Mortal Kombat three, they were basically dying as a genre. Oh no, no, we're not talking about that far back. We're talking about sort of two thousand. Yeah, the one that brought two. them back then was Virtua Fighter. Oh that's yeah, what, yeah. That's what basically brought back beat 'em ups. But the, they came back and oh, yeah. died again. Yeah, they we're came talking about back. the second death. Second death of yeah, they basically died twice. The fact that. Street Fighter has to be a console exclusive this time round. Shows how they're faring up. Yeah, yeah I, no, I don't yeah. think I don't think the, I don't think the second time was as bad as the first time. The first time, oh, well, pretty much everybody, not, neither, neither of them were good, to be honest. No, the first, uh, it's just you had games like Tekken B and Soul Calibur and stuff like that. You had more diversity with the two D fighting with the fighting games in general. Um, so it was the two D fighters that died. Yeah, yeah, but still. It's but then you had like uh, the died. You had stuff like Blazblue. I think Blazblue is more appropriate for the rebirth of two D fighting games. Yeah, they know. didn't really revive anything. They've all gone though. like two point five D now. The yeah. su- it was super niche, Blazblue. Though, as much as I loved the first one, yeah, it's a super and then niche. Then you got like title. Guilty Gear and things like that. Yeah, as well. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're talking about beat em ups, Super Smash Brothers actually, they might the original one on the N sixty four that might have brought them back from the brink uh, a bit. Uh, if you're talking about, oh, we that sort of separate to fighters it's, 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 it's technically a fighter but it doesn't which one's this keep one? the whole same uh, 64 Smash Brothers but yeah back to, yeah. Back to beating ups I'm talking about stuff like uh, Streets of Rage and Double Dragon Golden Axe and stuff like that it's where you're a guy or you're, there's two of you and you go from left of the screen to the right of the screen beating everybody up Street, yeah, Street there is an Rage, argument Final to, Fight that sort of yeah, thing there is an argument to be made that stuff like God of War kind of consume them but I don't agree no. in one shape no, or no, form. No, no, no. If anything, stuff like uh, God of War, this weird stretch, but bear with me, is has more in common with Uncharted and sort of the cover shooter. It just yeah. took away the gun and gave him a, a sword. Yeah. And yeah. that's the only difference. But yeah, it's stuff like, you know, side scrolling beat him up. It's it's dead. It's it's so dead. Yeah. And those were the games that I grew up on now, my bread and butter. And it's the sort of game, you know, it's like sports games. Let's go on and have a crack at a level. It's yeah. it's it's gone. It's did you ever play um that the Double Dragon Neo that yeah, came out? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. It turned it, it, into some sort of gritty thing. It, yeah. It's one of the reasons why... It, really, the one that I played was dumb as hell, and they, they knew how stupid the original was, so they made it just as dumb. Yeah. It didn't have the same click. Yeah, was the Scott Pilgrim game that was, yeah, that was back when the film was yeah. out, which yeah. is wild. The Double Dragon was one of the hardest yeah. side scores. hard, yeah. Very played. <laughs> the Double Dragon game just didn't feel like the... Re- it, it, having played the original Double Dragon when I was a kid, you know, it just didn't feel like playing Double Dragon anymore. 
Uh, it's one of the reasons why it's one of the reasons why I don't want them to do a remake of Renegade. Is is that the reason why it's died though? Maybe because we've techn- it was a very much a thing tied to the technology like um, text based RPGs were text based because computers couldn't really handle much. Has this has the beat 'em up the size grown beat 'em up not really lasted because trying to make it in a legitimate three D place well, just doesn't no, really it's just work. The reason that the um, 2D beat 'em up has died is because we got 3D movement. Yeah, yeah. you when you can have stuff that is like God of War, you are where you can have people having full 3D movement beating yeah. stuff up. It just got encompassed by like adventure games and action thing games. Is, well, the thing is, the the actual t- the actual two 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 point five D beat 'em up. I don't think it's fully dead because they're still making games like the Turtle games. Which are actually just like two point five D B. They're just cashing games. Once yeah, they're cashing games, keep just, anything alive. Just follow really. me on this for a second. Um, damn it, I've lost my train of thought there. Thank you. I'm going to throw another one in. Just because you've lost that train of thought, we won't lose momentum. But extreme sports games, extreme okay, sports games are another major genre, which is dead as a dodo. They keep trying to bring back, but everyone's like, just like talk, not bothered. I talked about Bit Panel a few weeks ago. Uh, Tony Hawks, they're bringing that back. Yeah, cabbages, extreme cabbages. There you go. What? Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, some of my favourite gaming experiences ever, literally ever, have been extreme sports games. SSX, oh, yeah. uh, Skate, I said, the early Tony Hawks. Tony Hawks basically defined my teenage years. I same, was, I same. wanted to be the skater from those games. I had a Bam Majera skateboard and I wore fingerless gloves and I had an element hat that I wouldn't take off and I had the big <laughs> greasy fringe and... Just we had greaser from the nineteen fifties. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they were in the um okay, the, yes. the game, so yeah. that's what I would be. Like a street gang with skateboards. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, step kick, step turn. Yeah. It's, it's it's a pure sparse game there. I mean there was so much fun. And I don't know what killed them. Something killed them along the way. I don't know what it was. Uh, unfortunately, I think they I killed think, themselves. I think it was yeah, Bam Majera that killed it. Oh. No, 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 no. Like, cause, I don't need any more reason to hate him. <laughs> right. I, Tony Hawk's Underground was an amazing game. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. you basically, they made the fantasy of every little skater kid of like starting off from the bottom, was, working your way up. They did that same thing in Skateboard. It, it, it was, was Jackass mixed with Tony Hawk. See, yeah. that's what number two was. And because of it, it didn't feel that Tony Hawk's-ish. I, I really liked, liked yeah. it. Oh, I, I loved it. Do you know but what? it was just, the series didn't recover from it. Personally, uh, they've all tried to, like, SXX died. They tried to reboot that, and that failed. Um, oh, so hard, yeah. And then, the thing was, Tony Hawk, they started experimenting, they did, like, American Wasteland, and then they did Ride, and they lost a lot of money on I Ride. Actually, I actually think that's what killed it, is yeah. Ride, because... No, they were pretty the, much dead no, before no, that. They, that was just the nail in the coffin, that was. No, that's what I mean. I think that's what pretty much killed it. Oh, when, okay. I say, when I say that's it, that was the final nail in the yeah, coffin. Because it had Project but You had things like that. Skate, which uh, wasn't as successful at no, first. No, it wasn't a success at all. No, it was But then through things like YouTube... Um, it Mar- still wasn't a success. It, it was just kind they, of... They a, made more games. The thing is, the skating success. game isn't fully dead. The, the skateboarding game isn't fully dead. Basically, it is. No, it isn't, because you still have Ollie Ollie. Well, that's not really the same. Yeah, Ollie Ollie is it's, more it's, of a trials like game. Yeah, it's I know, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm okay. saying. It's more of a trials game, and trials is huge, like an infinite runner sort of. 
Yeah, it, an infinite runner with like platforming elements. Yeah, just having to be on a skateboard. All, all I'm yeah. saying, all I'm saying is the ghost of it is still there. Mm. You know, this is the one thing I'm wanting indie games to just do. Just please, indie world, do a skateboard and not snowboarding game. That's for me. what I was going to say. They're making I remember. a new snowboard game called Snow, but it, it seemed like no good. one took yeah. interest to it. Tony Hawk's making a new game, and people are saying that looks awful. And now yeah. everyone's saying they should make another skate. Yeah. Back super realism be- or super silly he, that's here's the thing worse, back to be- the beat em up thing before I forget sorry uh, I just want to put this in because, before I forget the beat em up thing I think what's happened with that is that everyone's expecting it to be more complicated than it needs to be kinda you know, they want it to be either super difficult or massive combos well basically yeah they want to do all the massive combos they want like all the, all the special moves but yeah, you really only need kick punch throw Pick up that bin and smash it on that dude's head. Yeah, that's eat the pizza out of the bin and then you get your health back. <laughs> yeah, wall, you know, wall chicken is a thing. Floor chicken is a thing. We know this. Um, Want to get checked and, and bucked at the level? Or, yeah, <laughs> you know. So, um, points of about um, the skateboarding because Tony Hawk's is back. Mm. I'm pretty sure skate is going to be back. Because oh, um, a dead genre that's that. just come new life is the music. I, genre I, yeah, with I, that's true yeah. guitar hero was announced guitar hero and, live and then like seconds later basically the second um uh, yeah, uh, it was E3, rock wasn't band it? heard it was like yo we're making one as well yeah that was the f- problem with rock band though it was too many utensils utensils that's right yeah, well that, that was the issue was there was just too many Do you know what's too many different instruments too many different Do stuff you know what's dead now is care. the karaoke game don't well, they were never really alive to die. They were just sort of their own. They didn't really pretend to be games. They were just over they've, there in the corner doing their own thing. They've actually turned into online services now that are in consoles. Yeah, yeah it, it comes on PlayStation Four. You can get. It um, annoys yeah. me because it's there on my PS3 Singstar. and I can't Even get rid of it. Even just dances heading down that route now. Yeah, um, but yeah, games. I think it's, we follow the same suit for Pickle Geek for the whole show. Games from genres which were dead at the time. Just that little remembrance from yeah. out of the blue. So um, pick it from that. Hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I will start. Um, um, if you can remember the name of this, because I'm okay. having trouble remembering it. Uh, a 2.5D Castlevania ish game. It's like Shadow something. Um, oh. oh, the French one. I believe it was French, yeah. Um, Wait, was it about a little boy and his dog? No. No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, he, Bring it back. It was. Uh, you went through those different power ups, different weapons, and really cool turret things where you'd go on a turret and you could shoot the guys in the background. And there's like different mechs and stuff that you had to fight, and you got better and better power ups. Oh, I had it in my head earlier on, and I just completely nope. forgot. Hmm, no. You say something else, and I'll find it. Well, I think we failed to mention this one because it was a major theme on uh, the last uh, bit panel, which was. Uh, 3D platformers, which you sort of touched on a little bit earlier, but the 3D platformers are quite dead. Yeah. They uh, might you mean like the Jack and Daxter The Jack and Daxter is your crash yeah. and well, Jack and Daxter forgot about being a platformer pretty much as soon as it was conceived, didn't they? Yeah, I thought it was, the platforming was really good, didn't it? Oh, no, it just became much more than just Yeah, just with the sequels, and they gave him guns, and yeah. but it's, it's Number still, two was amazing. Oh, it was, yeah. And also, we all agreed that, like... The third one, it just ended on like the perfect note, and that's why yeah. some people are a bit like, should they make another one? But it's probably going to get rebooted. But uh, yeah, it seems like Knack was like the last. Like, that was a massive failure. Yeah. It was the last attempt at like you know. It was a it was an effects 
set. It, it was very much, but it also it was like, do people actually have interest? But no one had an interest, like you say. Yeah, it's weird that with the two D platformers kind of taken over. Shadow Complex. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That name <laughs> does ring loads of bells. Yeah, loads and loads of bells. Sorry, I I managed to find its name. Like, I remember now. Yeah. Any specific title from 3D platformers that just Ooh, that one standout ones? Wait, after the you know after the death, the one that just came out of nowhere. Hmm. Uh, the Crash Bandicoot, you know. The, well, there were, uh, were Limbo. Really that's a good example of sort of, even though it's two yeah, D, it was They're a platformer. One. Oh, are they? Yeah, really it's shouldn't. not Limbo Two. It's like oh, is that the one where after, behind enemy lines? Sort of. Yeah, I don't really call that Limbo Two, but same sort of aesthetic, just different yeah. universe. Hmm. That's what it appears to be, anyway. I'm trying to think, uh, it was more of like a um, hack and slash e platformer. Yeah, but uh, it was one I really like loved on the PlayStation One, which was the uh, Medieval. Oh yeah. With yeah, yeah, that, those ones I really liked. How old were you when you played that? Quite young. <laughs> you must have been. Wow, I was young when I played that. So, Whew. great game though. Both of them were. Yeah, really good. But again, uh, they had that nice charm to them as well, too, which was really nice, which you don't really see that much at the minute. Hmm. But no, something like that. Um, the broken swords, the ones that were on PlayStation and. Yeah, yeah, I think um, the point and click was dead by then. As good as, and uh, you know, kept the they kept the, the the light on, they kept the bills going. Yeah, until the rest of the guys came back and paid their house share rent. <laughs> well, yeah, Broken Sword was that last sort of keeping the keeping the game going. Yeah, just while they could. Hmm. So leaving it to you, Rob. As everyone else done. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I've been trying to think. I'm trying to think of one, and uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Resogun. Well, that was part of the... First re- shoot-em-ups. That was part of the re- re- revival, though. It was started the revival. That's what I mean. Shoot-em-ups. Uh, side-scrolling, vertical-scrolling shoot-em-ups were pretty much a dead genre up until... Spacey-space space ones. Like Spacey-space, uh, like R-type, stuff like that. Is the it like that, though? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't yeah. look anything like that. It looks kind of like its own it, beast. It's a side-scrolling shoot-em-up, pure and simple. It's Even with got, that it, world sort of going yeah. around a circle mechanic. Well, that's just take. I mean, the thing is, there's that's just a little twist. Yeah, if it, you were going to say anything, I'd say Super Stardust HD, the game that did before that. Mm, no, I, now, I, I, I haven't played Resogun, but Super Stardust. I think was Resog- uh, Super Stardust was great, but I, think I don't re- think those really died. I think they just became slightly less popular. But they were always. Well, that's kind of what death is, though, isn't well, it? Well, the no, no. The thing is, the big, the big hitters from the from that particular genre. Died. They never really went away. It's just they weren't in the. Light. There was no Darius. There was no Gradius. There was no R type. There was no big hitters. Yeah, they're all dead. But then you had the, things like Geometry Wars, which was a massive. Geometry success. Wars was was different. Geometry Wars was like, the only. He was playing with the formula, and I think that, that, that kind of came after Super Stardust. Yeah, that came after Super Stardust. That that mm. that's also more of the twin stick. That's why Resident was really popular because it changed the formula. But on. that's what I'm saying. Super Stardust. Uh, Geometry so cool. Wars was the twin stick thing, mm. right? Um, I'm talking about the pure side-scrolling yeah, one-stick yeah. shooter. Yeah. I think Super Stardust was both sticks, wasn't it? Yeah, still it was so cool. It, yeah, it was really cool. But I mean, uh, WrestleGun was kind of, was then, just basically it isn't. I know it's changing the subject, but isn't basically um, Super Stardust? What was it called? The one where you, Asteroid? Isn't it basically Asteroid? Yeah. 
That's not really a bullet hell game, then, is it? Well, it is a bullet hell game if you've got loads of bullets there. Oh, it's just loads of things. You've got to shoot them in space and get rid of them. Exactly. And the big rocks and lava and stuff. the thing is, anything can be a bullet hell game. Batman's, um, uh, Batmobile sections are a bit like a bullet hell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Reza Gun, that's a cool choice. Okay, right, uh, we're going to take a break there and we'll be back in a few minutes with some reviews. Hello, nerds. My name's Tracy Long and you're listening to The Geek Show. And I'm going to get your lunch money. I'm I'm not, I really am not. I'm I'm not a bully. If anything, I mean... I'm probably worse than you, at least. Anyway, I've ruined it. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Geek Show on thegeekshow.co.uk and the Geek Show Podcast Network. Now we've got some reviews, starting with Rob and a racing, racy thingy. Yeah, uh, Wipeout. It's not Wipeout. It's not Wipeout, (laughs) I'll just say that. But Wipeout sort of inspired stuff has been kind of in the news recently. not going to go into that, but... uh, this game, if you played Wipeout HD, and I can't remember what the pack, add-on pack was that, but Wipeout HD, there yeah. was this mode called Zones, uh, where you went around the same thing over and over again, picking things up, getting faster and faster. And the game called Spectre, an indie game, um, takes a lot from that. It, not in the sense of being very strict with the Zone, like Wipeout HD formula. It, it's like go around a path... Like a, a like so, you're in a little spaceship. You go around the floating race track, yeah, and you got to pick up these little things, and you go faster and faster. You get scores. It's got power up, speed up things like uh, Wipeout did, and sort of classic sort of spacey uh, races, which is also a genre which is dead. The space sort of sci-fi racer, um, and you just basically go on the track, getting faster and faster, and getting scores. It's a very competitive sort of high score led. Uh, aesthetic to the video game but the look of it is is very basic I, I reckon it, it it's at about a similar level to Mega Drive sort of level obviously it's crisper but um, it, it, it's all very neon and like Tron simple colours simple lines and it's all very nicely designed nothing that will sort of blow your mind but it's all very to the point. Yeah. Uh, and the music score is kind of tedious, I'll be honest. I mean, it, it's probably going to be welcomed a bit more by people who like chip tunes more than I do. But it's the fact that many of the song, many of the tracks have like a, a song attached to them. And the songs are kind of overused and it kind of gets weirdly repetitive. The only time when some of the music actually becomes interesting is when it drops in a random Shiryuken. Sort of, it drops a Shiryuken on you, which is weird. But uh, yeah, it's it's such a slight little throwaway game that it's kind of hard to say no, don't don't bother because it it's just the perfect sort of pick up and play game. You can go on it for ten minutes, done, you know. But I think the the, the fundamental problem with it is the platform. It it really shouldn't be. Like a, a Steam title, like a, a, a console or like Steam title, it should be a handheld title on PS Vita. Or I can't see this thing being on a DS, but definitely the PS Vita. It'd yeah. be the perfect sort of. I can't find anything to do on the bus, so I'll just do a few tracks on on Spectra. What about it, like a a mobile like? A phone, oh yeah, yeah, it might be a bit of a touch po- controls. Yeah, it yeah. might be more like a phone. Control. A phone or PS Vita. I think it'd be perfect on Steam. It 
I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a good match. But yeah, it's a fun little disposable throw where I'm going to burn 15 minutes on this to better my high score game, which is exactly what it tries to be. So, you know, well done then. That's Spectra. And you can get it on Steam. Fantastic. Right. Um, for my part, it is another racing game. This time it is uh, F1 2015 from uh, Codemasters Racing. And just, just before you get there, sports games, like, coming up now is FIFA 16. Does that mean yeah. this is a year behind? That's the thing that's kind of confused me about this. Okay. Is this last season's No, no, game? no. This is, uh, I, I was about to explain. Uh, it's just one thing that's always confused me about the current run of Formula One games. That's all. I'll, I'll be quiet after this. Don't worry. Um, this one actually is the, F, the F1 2015 racing season. So it's from last year? No. This year. The racing season this year. Oh, okay. The reason why it comes out halfway through the year is because by that point, the drivers are set. We know who everyone's driving for. It's halfway through the race season anyway. Okay. Um, that's why it is for this year. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave you to it now. Okay. Anyway, back to the beginning. This is F1 2015 from Codemasters. And unusually enough, it incorporates the seasons for 2014 and 2015. So you can use... You can race in either season. But that also kind of makes it a little bit more complicated. Um, We'll get to that in a minute. Now, if you've played any of the F1 games, then you'll know that F1 games are very much technical races. They are not arcade races. By that, I mean you need a lot of skill to play the game, and that skill you have to practice, practice, practice for. It is not simply pick up and play. The people who were going to play F1 games are basically hardcore racing fans and racing game fans. The Gran Turismo crowd. The Gran Turismo crowd. The PS4 version of this is the one that I reviewed, but I've actually tried the PC and the Xbox One versions of this as well. And I've got to say, this is probably the best racing game on the market outside of Project Cars. Yeah. Project Cars is a very different type of racing game in terms of technical races. This is King of the Hill, but it's a hill full of holes. It's King of the Hill, but it's a hill full of holes. I'll explain why. Okay. Uh, right. There's loads of options on this. Because you've got the 2014 and 2015 seasons, mm-hmm. right? The rules were different. There's rule changes every year in F1. And because there's different rules in the 2014 season, there's different technical details in the 2014 season that don't carry over to the 2015 season. You also only have two race modes. There's no career mode. There's no make your own driver and have a career in this, which is an omission that a lot of people have picked up on. It's one of the most fun modes. You have a championship season and a pro season. Championship season allows you to basically make adjustments, add assists, make tweaks, you know, start at beginner, intermediate, hardcore level, that kind of thing, or beginner, standard, hardcore level, that sort of thing. You can make various things on that. Okay, I'll go through the options in a minute. Pro season is different. Pro season is basically you are used to this game. If you basically want your thumbs to hurt and hurt bad, then you will play pro season. And I mean hurt bad because in pro season there are no driver assists right the driver ai is at its maximum and i'll tell you something the driver ai in this is superb you really do think you are driving against other people in the single player mode 
and you will basically form rivalries with them. You will basically shout at your TV screen because, you know, Nico Rosberg or someone like that has overtaken you or cut you up, and you will basically shout at him as if it really was Nico Rosberg or Lewis Hamilton or Fernando Alonso or one of the other big-name drivers. You will basically hound them, you'll go wheel-to-wheel with them, and you'll treat them as if they were actual rivals. The AI is that good. The pro season only has the cockpit view, so you basically have the driver's view, and it's full race weekends and races. So you will basically do the first qualifying session on the Friday, then you'll do the second qualifying session on the Saturday, then you will do the full race on the Sunday. So you will be sitting there racing in a circle, effectively, around the Nürburgring or the Hungaroring or Suzuka or Spa or wherever. You will be sitting there for the entire race length. Just racing. What, the 50, that is 60, the pro- 70 laps? Yes, that is the oh, pro damn. season, right? And you've got to factor in this. The laps that you are doing are basically what the real drivers would do. It might be virtual, which is why I said prepare to have your thumbs hurt and hurt bad, because they will. You can press start, though. You can and press start and take a break if you want, but once you've got that concentration going, you won't take a break. You won't even think about it. It won't factor in, right? The racing in this is glorious. It is superb. In terms of technical racing, it is the best I have played. There are so many options. I mean, just in terms of the session options, just in the championship mode, you've got practice, qualifying, race distance, weather, race settings, the assists, the race settings, AI driver level, flashbacks, park ferme rules, vehicle damage, in the assists, you've got driving proficiency, braking assist, anti-lock brakes, traction control, you name it, you've got it. You've even got dynamic racing lines. Um, you can even choose how your pit assists, gearboxes, stuff like that. And then when you go to race, you've got car assists, and you know you can use preset or manual ones. There's so many options, maybe too many, because you can get lost in all the options and the glory of all the racing that you could get into kind of gets lost along the way which is one of the places where this falls down. When you actually get to the racing, it is superb. The graphics, the animation, just the look and feel of it is just amazing. It really is that good. They really have improved the graphics from the PS3 versions. There's a marked improvement. Once you play this, you will go back to playing a PS3 version of it. You will just want to play the next-gen version of it. And I'm actually amazed it's taken Codemasters a year and a half to get to this point. But I'm also kind of glad that they spent that time fairly wisely, aside from the career season, the omission there. And also, trying to find a match online, trying to risk against other people mm. online, is also very difficult. Because it's almost impossible to find a match against anybody. What, it's, matchmaking's bad, or? Matchmaking is bad, yeah. Okay. Once you're in the multiplayer lobby, once you're preparing for the match, then you're okay. But it can be a little bit janky at times. There have been patches already out to try and fix some of the online problems. But like most online games, it becomes very, very difficult. It's got its problems. It's got some glaring omissions. I don't like the fact that there's no career mode on there. I really wanted to make my own driver, have my own driver start off and build a career on his own. I I really wanted that mode in there. Maybe it will be added in DLC later. We don't know. I hope it is. But uh, as it stands, though... I've heard a lot of people say, if you're an F1 fan, don't get this game. I'm saying, if you're an F1 fan and you like 
the racing aspect and you like the tactical aspect and you you are a seasoned F1 fan, then do get this game because if you can dive into the championship season or the pro season, then you're going to enjoy it. You really are going to enjoy it. If you're a technical it's, it's, racing it's, it's, fan, okay. you're going to love it. It's not related to that, but it's related to Codemasters. Yeah. Is this the only racing franchise they have now? No, no, they've got um thingy as well. Um, duh, uh, what was it? Uh, Drift. So they've abandoned the rally franchise. I don't think they have. I think they've still got the rally franchise. It's just... I always adored that back when it was called McRae. Yeah. Me rest in peace. But since, since that then, happened, it's, it's been it, uh, kind of a tragic fit for, for uh, the, the yeah. rally franchise. Actually, with the rally stuff now, um, it's gone on to PC now. Oh, really? Yeah, with, uh, oh. they've created a new thing where it's in early access and it's been receiving really positive yeah. uh, reviews. Uh, the dollar was it, wasn't, it, wasn't it an offshoot of uh, what they did, of the work they did on Dirt? You know, like Colin McRae Rally 2 and 3. That evolved into Dirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the PC stuff that they're doing, is, it looks quite interesting. But there's very, very good things about it. There's very few people in the game as good at racing games as good yeah. masters when they're when they're firing on it, they are the best. Yeah. Easy. Anyway, yes, um, that was reviews. We'll be mm-hmm. back in a couple of minutes with uh, animation, graphic literature. Or do you want to do it separately? Oh, we're doing quick. Yeah. You okay. don't need to break and do it all together. Just, yeah. We'll be back in a minute. This is Hunt Emerson on The Geek Show. I'm a cartoonist. I draw comics. And I'm having a great time here in Sunderland at the uh, Graphic Novel Expo. And I'm happy to be talking to you here on The Geek Show. Hello and welcome back to The Geek Show at geekshow.co.uk, part of The Geek Show, whatever. Um, <laughs> whatever. We are now talking a bit about animation. Well, yeah, yes. Keep this punchy, yeah. Yes. Is the traditional Saturday morning cartoon still a thing? You see, the thing about Saturday morning cartoons is they've sort of switched to Saturday morning live action stuff. Yeah, Aquabats, yay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was, uh, back in the day, it was all cartoons, then it switched to a mixture of cartoons and live action, or cartoons with, like, a actual host, SMTV Live and that sort of thing. Um, the Disney comedy. Has... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's been taken over by live stream, uh, live, car- live, action. live action. Yeah, live action yeah. stuff. Um. Not necessarily a bad thing. Just different. Yeah. Because it's the same sort of... Do they they really still make those? I mean, the Saturday morning cartoons tend to be sort of very superhero-based. Well... um, With the addition of, like, characters like Ben 10. It was basically a superhero. Just He doesn't have the comic sort of legacy attached to him. But they don't really make them anymore, do they? Those superhero cartoons. It's all in the movies now, like movie adaptations. The thing was, it became cheaper to create live-action stuff, where Mm. you can have one set, a few actors, like... um, I'm thinking of, like, Drake and Josh, Mm. where they're at the house. uh, It's like a sitcom. Yeah. It's a sitcom setup. They're notoriously cheap to make. Yeah, because you make the sets once, and then you can make an entire season off that. Yeah, easy. And... so, and kids can more identify with other kids. So it made sense for them to make sort of Saturday morning live action stuff. While animation is kind of expensive. Yes, it is. I say it was 
cheaper back in the day because a lot of it was outsourced. A lot of the animation was all... Korea. Uh, they're the big animators for everybody, Korea. It's, it was like cartoons in my day were like uh, Pokemon. Which is the, animated in Korea. Yeah. It was already all made. It just came over, got dubbed, so it was cheap as anything. Well, for them, yeah. yeah. They don't only do Yu-Gi-Oh! now, don't they, with that sort of thing? Yeah. That's the only dubbed cartoon on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Is Yu-Gi-Oh! still about, like, the cartoon? I think so, yeah. I don't know whether it's the same one it used to be. Or oh, well, it'll be a different ones. season, but... Like, I know there's still a Digimon floating about, because I was like... But it's like Fusion or something like that. I think that's one of them that I've... When I've woke up super early on a Saturday or Sunday morning, yeah. thinking, what am I doing at work? Like, you Wonder still on TV. see the odd one, but for the most part, a lot of it's been changed with live-action stuff. Yeah. Um, so it is a dead genre. Yeah, it does fit into that. It's not really a genre, it's just kind it's of... It's a dead a, time a, slot. A time, yeah, that's a better way of putting it. It's a dead time slot. Except because of it, I mean, better animation, animations are coming out. To be honest, animation on British TV, at least... Not really a thing anymore. No, it's not. I've noticed this. It's all like live well, action it's or been, it, comedy or thing is on or stuff by kids for kids. No, if you're talking about it in terms of uh, TV in the traditional kind of BBC One, BBC Two, ITV, Channel Four, Channel Five. Oh yeah, sense. it languishes in the digital. Yeah, doldrums. Yeah, the, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's in. It's on those other channels like like Pop and you know Tiny Pop and those sorts of channel and Kicks. And you making this stuff up? This sounds like really no. These, no, these are actual. These are actual channel. channels. Um, it's basically languishing with those channels. The um, internet is king, as far as you know, animation. Yeah, as an outlet. For basically, yeah. Mm, and and there's have, so much stuff on the internet. You have like your giants, like the Nickelodeon. Yeah. Even they're kind of losing interest of animation. Cartoon Network. I mean, look yeah, at the way the Cartoon de- Network's look not allowed at, to ditch. Yeah, Cartoon <laughs> Network has Adult Swim, which. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, especially with certain <coughs> Rick and Marty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, even Nickelodeon's <laughs> kind of lost interest in cartoons. Yep. I mean, look at how they dealt with uh, Avatar, which is a big money spinner for them. Yeah. And they couldn't care less. They basically cancelled it and put it on the internet for like a few weeks. Well, the thing is, the cartoon industry, more than any other, is such a merchandise-run industry. Mm, true. Yes. It's all about how much you can sell. It's the reason that... Um, it's where the money's made, isn't it? Yeah. There was a whole project, like, Steven Universe knew they had a huge um, grown-up, like, fan base that watched their shows on the internet. It's one of those crossover appeal shows, and yeah. when they were in trouble, they are like, they're thinking of cancelling us because we're not getting the Fugitive. Could you people watch it on Cartoon Network? Yeah, <laughs> and if possible, buy a couple of the toys, uh, and people did because they cared enough about the show. It's very honest of them. Yeah, that. yeah. Is it like uh, famously um, Young Justice got cancelled? Oh, uh, was that the because girls were buying the stuff? Uh, it, yeah, because it scanned better like, with girls. It had a huge female fan base, and they didn't know how to sell anything but action figures, and they didn't know how to sell that to girls. The irony is this, right? Um, because we were going to ask. You know, do uh, do genres in anime actually die? But in Western cartoons, there are actual dead genres. Sword and sorcery is uh, is. But I mean, with the with the noted exception of Adventure Time, most of them, most genres are dead in Western animation. Yeah, there's barely any of it left. It's just the eccentrics. Yeah, yeah. The the only still standing genre is 
superheroes. Superheroes yeah. and weirdo stuff. Yeah. Like it, Adventure it, Time or stuff like that. Weirdo stuff is new. Yeah, really. yeah, but it's literally that and superhero. Nothing else. Like schoolyard stuff, I'm, like I, Recess I, was massive back I, in the 90s, yeah, but where's it, that gone? That's, it that's, it, it that's seems like a lot of like the Eastern stuff that gets like dubbed over and over here, it, that's all carefully designed in order to like, you know, franchise and sell things. Like you had, you know, Beyblades, Digimon, Pokemon, they all were to like sell. Don't forget the things. greatest, Monster Rancher. Which never yeah. took off. Monster Rancher was... I remember that, that, Monster that, that was the one that had, like, its mascot was the eye thing, wasn't it? Um, it just makes me want to have No, some... that, was, that was just one of the one of the creatures. Yeah, I know, but it was, like, the mascot It was one. like an armadillo. He, he, cute thing. Yeah, it was a uh, mochi. Uh, or yeah. sweet cake, as they called him in yeah. the... In the uh, Monster American Rancher confuses dump. me. It makes me think, ooh, Jolly Rancher's a thing. Ooh, I fancy a Jolly Rancher. Man and... So he, various things they yeah. all used to sell things he, he, he was one of those to, uh, Pokemon came over was really successful so everyone else thought they could come over mm. and be super is, Monster yeah, Rancher like, as, as an actual game Monster Rancher was better because it had more uh, more more in line with it was more in line with Jade Cocoon which was always a better kind of monster fighting game than Pokemon the, but the issue there is Pokemon was easier to get into yeah, that's but why it Pokemon sold more. was there, and then if you wanted some more, um, rather than having something like Jake Cocoon, you could play Jake Cocoon. I'm just saying, <laughs> Monster Rancher. I don't know. I preferred Monster Rancher because the storyline was darker. Um, just want to say, which, which which is the game still selling today? Pokemon Digimon. <laughs> Digimon's coming back actually I know there was a massive a campaign for it which I signed a petition for and they've actually well no Digimon over. never really died Digimon oh, just went no the show's still going no there, there was like a lot of well, no the game it never really died they've been releasing Digimon games quite yeah but they're not they're, they're really like cliche really bad ones and they've actually been making really good ones yeah, yeah I, I mean I much very like Pokemon and they were only in Japan only, and people said, like... We want so them released in the, in I, the I West. I want another one, That's like, I mean. the first Digimon World. Anyway, um... That was horrible. <laughs> anyway, enough of the, the enough of the monster games, the monster monster games. Uh, I want the Yakuza games to come over here again. Yeah. Can we finish games? Oh, we are. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think we'll take a break. Well, no, we're well, not... Uh, how are we for time? We we need to just keep going. Uh, besides, we, we we had the second part of the animation bit. Okay. Which was, you know, do genres in anime actually die? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, uh, we've already established that. Uh, I mean, look at Recess, that sort of thing. No, in anime. Oh, in anime. In anime, uh, it's hard to say because even with the internet and streaming websites, I reckon you only get about 20% of what's actually out there. They're not going to put every last thing on every last streaming website. There's going to be a lot of things which don't really tick the... The effort because it, it's not like stuff on those websites has to be fan sub, doesn't it? It's it's not most anime gets fan sub these days. I wouldn't say all of it. Most of it does. Yeah. Really, most I, of it gets. I would say these days. That, like except for like the big titles that can afford it. Like I know that Crunchyroll has like the major titles and they all get sub the I, day. I, w- I would say something but, like eighty-five percent of all the anime that gets out and yeah, that comes out in the season, yeah, really? gets fan well, Anime is awful now. Then you would. Um, you get the. Um, I remember when back when I was watching Naruto, like um, on Wednesday Naruto come out. On Thursday, someone will have dubbed it themselves. Well, fan subbed. Yeah, fan yeah. subbed. Yeah, 
Um, they, and that's say it's not like most things. It's about as high as 85%, maybe even sometimes as high as 90 percent mm. um, there's, uh, there's a lot more comes out every season than people actually realize. Um, but a lot of it, is, I mean, the problem is by, set, by focusing so much on, you know, the, the school-based environment, they severely, uh, they, they've kind of limited just how diverse they can go with specific genres. So the thing is, compared to like back in the day of Pokemon, where yeah. it was cheap to buy a license, where they're basically going, please take our license. Yeah. And they realize how much they're worth yeah, now. Now yeah. they go, hey, yo, we want you to pay us a lot to get our anime. So by doing that, you have to be selective of what you pick, and you're going to pick the tried and tested ones, because mm. you're like, I know that will make a profit. Let's put it this way. I mean, um, you, weirdly enough, it's not the genres that tend to die in anime. It's the character types that tend to die instead. You know, certain types of ca- lead character tend to, tend to just die off and become non-existent. Um, having the intelligent lead the intelligent died off. <laughs> the intelligent lead has pretty much died off um it's one of the reasons why um you know it's one of the reasons why i really hope to god that sakamoto deska because uh, gets an anime adaptation because that is just a superb manga a really funny it's like there's reasons why um the protagonist tends to be a bit dumb now and that's the fact that you can then explain everything to them yeah, because yeah, that's true. It's just simply an easier way to tell in story. Exposition. It's like as much as like I really I gave Gatchaman crowds a really high score, but I did have the point that uh, she was just fine with everything. Like, and she never went. Wait, what's this? What are you doing? What What's happening here? So I was never given the answer of what's going on or what. I just had to sort of accept it. Yeah, it works like that. Hmm. Basically, yeah. Anyway, um, moving on to um, graphic literature. I think we take a break there. We'll you want to take a break? break? A quick break, yeah. Are you we'll, sure? Yeah, yeah. We'll come back and we'll finish the show with uh, graphic literature. Hi, I'm Destiny Blue, the anime artist, and I like drawing and The Geek Show, which you are currently listening to. Welcome back to The Geek Show, and now we're going to finish off with graphic literature. Yes. Go yes. On. Anyway. Um, the way, sailor. Uh, all I've got written down here are sword and sorcery and war comics. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming they're things that have died. Yes, they are. Because, that have died. Uh, we're talking about Western stuff, Western stuff. Although it, 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 with the rise of the indie comic, it has diversified what it can do and what it puts out there. I mean, with um, stuff like black science, you're actually getting, well, science stuff and proper science stuff, well, exaggerated. But Western comics is va- largely much of a muchness, it's all superhero. Yeah, it's like I don't want to put a percentage Especially on it. Especially with like how you know pop culture is just changing. Yeah, Marvel it's, movies are the next, well, the biggest thing ever. Well, it was even true before that, but it was just suffocatingly superhero. Yeah, uh, it, 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 even now there's still this. Uh, the thing is, um, Ben and I from doing four panel, we know that there's other comics that are really good. I mean, um, oh, Lumberjanes yeah. is a really good comic. Yeah, that, that's one I enjoyed. That's just about a bunch of girls at a summer camp. Yeah, and so Giant Days is... mystical things happen. Yeah, Giant Days, is, uh, Giant Days is so much fun. Giant Days is just about people at college, and it's just so relatable. It's like they were all getting ill. Like, they just had, yeah. like, um, what do you call it? Um, 
when uni's just started and everyone uh, fresh is it, flu, it, yeah, fresh, fresh is flu. flu. Yeah. Fresh everyone flu. has that. It's got um, a hangover, man. It's not um, fresh as flu. <laughs> and like, um, they all have their own ways of coping with it. Like one girl goes to the pound shop and buys some, a load of um, pound shop medicine, yeah, medicine, and then like starts off, hallucinating, yeah, high out of her mind on the. It's <laughs> totally a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, giant deers and lumberjanes were, you know, they basically take it using the comic book medium in a different way. Um, and I think that I think that these days there's a lot more diversity with comics than there has been for a long time, particularly with the raise, rise of digital comics, web yes. comics, and the such that can be about anything. Well, I mean, there's a there's a big trend right now. I mean, uh, there's a big trend in Chinese manhwa. Yeah, Chinese manhwa is a, a is a big upcoming market because China have loads and loads of stuff. But the problem is, all China the stuff, is such a powerhouse. All the stuff that's coming out from China, uh, China um, recently in terms of the fantasy stuff has all been based around the same kind of concept. Well, that's their superheroes, isn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, you have uh, you have ones right now like Combat Continent and Battle Through the Battle Through the Heavens, and they're basically very very similar in terms of the story. Historical line. figures, fantasy, exaggerated. Everything superheroes, it's yeah, Chinese superheroes, basically, yeah. Um, it'd be, in, I'd be interested in. I mean, even the one that I recommended to you, Feng Shenji, which is it's a superhero story. Basically. It, it is a superhero story, but it's got a lot. But thing is, that one's more of a throwback to kind of um, Western stories like Conan and stuff like that mm. than it is, you know, the typical kind of ancient Chinese stuff. Um, yeah, there's only so many times you can do Journey to the West, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, you'd think so. There's another animated movie about the um, journey to the West that's hitting that's a hit in the Chinese box office at the moment. Oh god, oh, yes, is, that, that yes, mon- yes. is it Monster Hunt or something? No, 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 not Monster Hunt. It's uh, the Monkey King, uh, isn't nah. it? Oh, something like it's that. Something like that. Monster Hunt is up there as well, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, thing is, the Monkey King. The it's not actual Journey to the West. It's kind of before Journey to the West actually happens. No oh, god, they're giving it prequels. Yep. Oh yeah. come on. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Just anyway, uh, originality. One of the big bit, one of the big bit things that's missing from comics these days, though, um, not so much manga, but definitely comics, is war. You know, war. Well, outside God, of the superhero, no. I mean, Why kind of the war stories. War is in two armies or more armies with a gun shooting each other. Kind rather of, than superheroes don't like each other, so they rather than superheroes don't like each other, so they fight each other. What war is in armies facing each other? Yeah, that's totally dead. You know, um, I, mean, I think you, it's a sign of the times. There's no all the wars now very political, whereas mm. there was some sort of yeah. It's been a while since we've been fighting an enemy that is overly evil like a big bad you know mm. despite like, what that, news media will tell the, you but, that's yeah. why the um nazis are still an imminent threat in comic books nowadays yeah. the communists yeah like the uh, communists, because they, soviet communists i said they were all comedically evil so we could treat them comedically evil it's hard to mm. sort cool. of First Make, World War, Cold War, yeah, Second yeah. World War. It's all ripe with that sort of stuff. Except so, nowadays we're bombing innocent people, yeah, you don't trying wanna, to get one bad guy. Like, um, yeah. We've unmanned drones and you don't it, wanna, it's all a bit wishy-washy. You don't want to make that heroic at all, do you? Because no. there's nothing the to irony, about the, the sad part is that... Um, is that with the? I mean, with the decline of say, you know, sword and sorcery comics in Western comics, um, because there has been a, a massive decline. 
Um, yes, you still have some sword and sorcery comics, some fantasy sword and sorcery comics in Western uh, in, in Western comics. Skull kickers, yeah, skull kickers for one. But with the, but there's no nowhere near as many as they used to be. Um, you used to have all sorts. You used to have like Dungeons and Dragons had their own comics um, that were published by DC. You know the TSR stuff. Uh, there's some over on that pile over there. You know you had all sorts of things. You know Forgotten Realms, Dragonlance, and various things like that, and. Those sorts of environments, you could have basically had kind of the the whole medieval type warfare, Roman type warfare, that sort of thing. You could have included those as part of the storyline in those comics. They were right for it. You could have easily had kind of a medieval war footing in a sword and sorcery comic, couldn't you? Um, Rob, I don't mm. want to burst your bubble, but IDW still publishes um, Dungeons and Dragons and Baldur's Gate. and Do they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dragonlance. It's good. It's good that they're doing that. No, it's good that they're doing that. Yeah. I wasn't aware that IDW had continued. So I, it seems to be a lot of, as well as new stuff, a lot more of it seems to be classic stuff that they're re-releasing. Okay, well, re-releasing doesn't really... Well, there, there is new stuff as well, but right. I'm just yeah. saying... It's keeping it in the conversation. It's yeah. not it's saying, well, oh, we did it, it's done. Though, like, Dungeons & Dragons roleplay is still, like, Really popular and getting okay. bigger. Um, yeah. I think that's about uh, all we have time for. Well, yeah. only sort of. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> swords and sorcery. It's got yes. aspects. <laughs> but I think, yeah, that's all we have time for. Yeah. Um, We're yeah. pretty much at the end of the show. Uh, next week on the show, uh, we'll be doing Cyberpunk. Yes. Or, yeah. uh, expanding it out to all of the punks. Yes. We don't know yet. <laughs> but Cyberpunk, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yep. That's us done. You can find us on Twitter at TGS underscore The Geek Show, our Facebook. By Just look for, for The Facebook. Geek Show. Uh, yeah, check on. out our back catalogue on Mixcloud. Very soon be up to date on iTunes. We yes. promise you with that. And Stitcher. Soon. Yeah. Uh, but for now, I have been Ben. I've been Ryan. I've been Rob. And I've been Rob. And we will see you next week. Bye.
For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.